Hey everyone, welcome back to Love God and Your Neighbor. This is Laura Hutchinson, pastor of First Christian Church in Anniston, Alabama, and I'm glad you're back with us again. If this is your first time worshiping with us or following us or listening to my sermons, I am glad you're here. We are an open and affirming anti-racism church, pro-reconciling church. We are a congregation who is devoted to loving God with all our hearts, soul, and mind, and to loving our neighbor as ourselves, as Jesus calls us to do. So today it is Pentecost. And we are worshiping the birth of a new world, the birth of a new kingdom, God's realm, come to us in the Holy Spirit. Today is the day that we call upon the Spirit of God and we worship Him. And we worship God in this most special time. Hear now, Holy Spirit, come upon us. Bring heaven to us, birth within us a new world, a world that is fully connected to God, a world where sin no longer has power, a world where peace is the only truth. Come, Holy Spirit, come. Amen. Scripture comes from Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 21. When the day of Pentecost had come, the disciples were all together in one place, and suddenly from heaven there came a sound like the rush of a violent wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. Divided tongues as of fire appeared among them, and a tongue rested on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit gave them ability. 
Now there were devout Jews from every nation under heaven living in Jerusalem. And at this sound, the crowd gathered and was bewildered, because each one heard them speaking in the native language of each. Amazed and astonished, they asked, Are not all these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear each of us in our own language? Parthians, Medes, Elamites, and residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, and Cappadocia, Pontus, and Asia, Phrygia, and Pamphylia, Egypt, and the parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene, and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs. In our own languages, we hear them speaking about God's deeds of power. All were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, What does this mean? But others sneered and said, They are filled with new wine. But Peter, standing with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed them, Men of Judea and all who live in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and listen to what I say. Indeed, these are not drunk, as you suppose, for it is only nine o'clock in the morning. No, this is what was spoken through the prophet Joel. In the last days it will be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Even upon my slaves, both men and women, in those days I will pour out my spirit, and they shall prophesy, and I will show portents in the heaven above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and smoky mist. The sun shall be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the Lord's great and glorious day. Then everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. of my heart be pleasing in your sight, my strength and my redeemer. 
Amen. When the day of Pentecost had come, the disciples were all together in one place. And suddenly from the heaven there came a sound like the rush of a violent wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. Divided tongues as of fire appeared among them, and a tongue rested on each of them, and all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit gave them the ability. Now there were devout Jews from every nation under heaven living in Jerusalem, and at this sound the crowd gathered and was bewildered, because each heard them speaking in the native language of each. Amazed and astonished, they asked, Are not all those who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear each one of us in our own native language? Parthians, Medes, Elamites, and residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, and Cappadocia, Pontus, and Aegea, and Asia, Phrygia, Pamphylia, Egypt, and the parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene, and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs. In our own languages, we hear them speaking about God's deeds and power. All were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, what does this mean? But others sneered, because there's always those, right? And they said, they are filled with new wine. But Peter, standing with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed them, men of Judea and all who live in Jerusalem, and I'm going to say you women out there too, let this be known to you and listen to what I say. Indeed, these are not drunk, as you suppose. It is only nine o'clock in the morning. No, this is what was spoken through the prophet Joel. And then Peter began to preach. Now, when they heard this, they were cut to the heart, and they said to Peter and to the other apostles, Brothers, what should we do? And Peter said to them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, so that your sins may be forgiven, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit as we have received it. For the promise is for you, for your children, and for all who are far away, everyone whom the Lord God calls to him. And he testified with many other arguments, and he exhorted them, saying, Save yourselves from this corrupt generation. So those who welcomed his message were baptized, and that day about 3,000 people were added. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teachings and fellowship, to the breaking of bread and of prayers. 3,000 people on that first day that the Holy Spirit came joined the church of Jesus Christ. Now, I want to travel back to that first day of Pentecost, and I would like to invite you to come with me. Close your eyes, if you would like, and picture it with me. You are in ancient Jerusalem, 
You called back to town to hear the priests at the temple read the Jewish law. You're not from this area, but then again, neither are most of the people who are here right now. So you don't necessarily understand what everyone is saying, but it is good to be back in the holy city, and you are so happy. While you're walking through the market, you hear a loud bang off in the distance, like someone has kicked in a heavy door. Everyone around you pauses for a moment. It's a hush throughout the streets of Jerusalem, listening to see if anything else is going to happen. When nothing does, the sounds of Jerusalem streets return and you continue your stroll. After a while, you notice a commotion in the square across the way and curiosity overtakes you. As you wander closer to the gathering crowd, you notice a shift in the literal atmosphere. It feels as if the quality of the air is cleaner, sweeter, cooler somehow. In fact, there's now a breeze blowing through your hair when before the air had been hot and stagnant. It's easier to breathe and to take a deep breath. As you draw near, you notice that the chaotic sound coming from all of the talking people starts to meld into one voice speaking in your native tongue. How can this be, you think? There are only a handful of us here from our area, and yet there it is, men and women all around speaking my language. It is so astounding that it takes you a minute to notice what the people are saying. They're talking about the Nazarene who had been crucified at Passover. You hear them tell you that he really, really was the Messiah, and for some reason this time, because you've heard it before, you know it's true. You hear them tell you he really was the Messiah and that he has been resurrected from the grave and that all who call upon his name will be saved from the consequences of death. Well, you'd been here at Passover five weeks ago and you had been among the crowds outside Pilate's house that fateful day. And suddenly a sick feeling of dread washes over you as the certainty of your mistake sinks in. Oh, God, I called for the man's death. I joined the crowds and demanded that Pilate crucify him. What was I thinking? What have we done? Jesus was our Messiah. But as the men and the women before you keep speaking about Jesus, a peace like nothing you have ever known before washes over you and you begin to weep. You can't help it. You don't like crying in public, but it doesn't matter. As waves of cool peacefulness flow over your shoulders and down your arms, tears just pour from your cheeks pour from your eyes and run down your cheeks. And you also realize that these people are saying that it's okay. 
Jesus has risen from the grave so that we could all be forgiven. Oh, Jesus, forgive me, you cry out. And a voice in your mind says, Beloved, you are forgiven. As you fall to your knees, you realize that people everywhere are crumbling to the ground in humble supplication. And the breeze picks up and blows harder around you. In this moment, the church is born. And a new reality has begun. In our world, there are many befores and afters, right? Before the Big Bang and after, God created everything. Before the Great Extinction, when dinosaurs roamed the earth, and after. Before human beings walked the earth, and after we were created. Before sin... And after sin came to be. Before Christ's birth. And after his birth. Before the resurrection. And after the resurrection. And finally, before the Holy Spirit gives birth to God's new world. And after. It's Pentecost. The day that we remember and celebrate the moment that the Spirit of God blew open the doors of that upper room and gave Jesus' followers a voice. Gave them the power to share the story of the Messiah in a way that people would actually understand and hear them. And breathed life into the movement that Jesus began before his crucifixion. On that Pentecost, the reality of God's new kingdom came into being. From that point onward, nothing was as it had been, because all people finally had the option to turn over their sinful natures and become citizens of God's realm. Peter preached to the Israelites in the streets of Jerusalem that day, and he said, Then everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Amen? Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Joyfully, because I accept Jesus as my Savior and have given my life to him, I am a citizen of the realm of God. For now, I live and work kind of like an expatriate, right? I live and work on this earth. And the United States of America claims that I'm a citizen of this country and it gives me certain rights and privileges for which I'm grateful. But my true allegiance for now and all eternity is to God. In my confession of faith, I pledge allegiance to God in Christ Jesus. All of you who have given your lives to Christ also live in one realm, but you belong to another. We are citizens of heaven, and we have sworn fealty to God, our ruler, and I couldn't be more grateful. 
You've heard me bemoan the failings of all the things worldly before. For me, it is heartbreaking to see how many different ways people find to hurt each other. If I dwell on it too much, the reality of the suffering around me can crush my spirit and bring me to my knees. In contrast to all of that, I cannot help but cling to the fact that I don't actually belong here. And I hold on to the hope that this will not be our reality forever. So according to God's calling, I continue to preach and to teach the good news of Jesus Christ in the hopes that more and more people will hear the word of God, will be filled with the Holy Spirit like those disciples on that first Pentecost day, and will also pledge allegiance to the kingdom of God. I cling to the hope that every person will accept Jesus Christ as their Savior and be transformed into a person driven by God's love and grace. I pray for a day when all people will call upon the name of the Lord and be saved. Amen? As much as I cherish the life that God has given to me here, as grateful as I am to live and work in this country, my true home, God's realm where my loyalty lies is so much better than anything I will ever get here. Before the Holy Spirit blew through that room of disciples, we were shackled to a world filled with corruption and evil, and now we are not. We currently live in that world, but we do not belong to it. Now we have been welcomed to join a reality where goodness and mercy reign, where love casts out hate, where forgiveness is gifted, and where grace abounds. Until we are finally able to sit at the feet of our Creator once and for all, the Holy Spirit is with us always. So we don't have to navigate this world alone. Jesus is our Messiah. He has risen from the grave and granted us citizenship of God's holy kingdom. He has ascended to heaven. And he has sent us the Spirit to be with us until we can be with God forever. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise God, all creatures here below. Praise God, ye heavenly hosts. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Amen? Amen.
Grace. I can hear.